It is what it is. I do have this sweet Coleman Barbell crew neck on now. Man, where'd you get that from? Coleman Barbell. Oh, really? <laughs> Are we sponsored by them? Uh, I mean, yeah, sort of. <laughs> sort of. If, if they had money, we would be sponsored. By <laughs> oh, man. The guy that runs it's a fucking bum. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. She's sticking around. We must not be doing too bad. No. Hopefully, so she's before won't. the show, you want to talk about what we're drinking? Yeah. Uh, well, you mixed it. Uh, uh, this is uh, an apple cinnamon old fashioned. It's the color of piss. Yeah, it kind of is, to be it honest. It tastes with better you. than that. It's like dehydrated, like beer piss, though. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely looks like dehydrated piss, like 100%. Like, that like is... you could definitely stand a bottle of water. Or two. Yeah. <laughs> or ten. I don't know if I can piss that much when I'm dehydrated. That's the problem. That's like dribble only. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. When I'm at work, I've, I've pissed some yellow piss before. I mean, you're pretty, pretty consistent rough, in the amount of, amount of water you drink, though. I drink a lot of water. I'm a lot more consistent but, than I was. But it's still it's still not enough. It's just still not enough, even despite how much I drink. The only yeah. time I was really on top of it and I was peeing clear was when I was with Joe and he was making me drink like two gallons. gallons a day or some <laughs> shit like that. It's like, fuck. You get pretty clear piss with a, yeah. with a gallon a day. Yeah. I, I usually get pretty close, but not not quite at a gallon. Also, I'm not on my feet at work like you are. Yeah. I got to walk all day. All day long. I don't do that. I sit on my fucking ass, so I'm not getting rid of my water as fast as you are. That's fair. That's fair. That's what it is. Show before the show shit, so yeah. we're drinking apple cinnamon old fashions. I got a beer to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, peach rings. Peach ring beer. A trim tab. Fucking drink it. Somebody join. Hey, it's Ashley. Hey, Ashley. I don't I don't know which Ashley. This is Ron's Ashley. It's her okay. power lifter. Yep, she was just on a podcast recently that I listened to, and uh, I would like to have her on. I told her that the other day. Hey. Yep. There you go. show hasn't started yet. We're just kind of, you know, warming up. Well, kind of. Show before it's the, the show. show before the show. She says, hey, I don't know how I can read that from here, to be honest with you. We're like a million miles away. Yeah, it's really. And it's on an iPhone. So it's like, I just assume you said, hey, I see an H. I th- I'm, if it doesn't say, hey, then I need glasses. That's what I'll yeah, say. I mean, <laughs> she's really nice. So I doubt she's hurling uh, insults Hurl. my way yet. Hurl. Gross. This podcast is gross. <laughs> Disgusting. I, I doubt it. What did she say? There's a lot there. She's drinking and folding laundry, so I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, you're yep. doing the right thing. Yep. We're not folding no fucking laundry, though. I probably need Sorry. to, but Also, I am this drinking. is kind of uh, not safe for work, just a warning. So if your kids are around, there's probably going to be some language. I hope you have headphones in. <laughs> headphones are volume very low. Or I don't know if... Does Instagram Live have captions? I know Reels and stuff do, but I don't, I don't know, know if Live has captions. I don't know. Um, probably not. That would be... That'd be kind of wild, unless they're like super slow. A little wild. Show before the show. I mean, we did a lot of show before the show, before the show, before the show started. <laughs> yeah, we're we're at, <laughs> we've been here talking for a while. We're we're uh, show before the show inception now. We're we're three deep. Yeah, <laughs> we're the show before the show, before the show, before the show. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're actually the guys just touching the microphone, screaming in it to it, like you know, check in. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that's if you it. want to know how to make this drink, it is. Uh, Simple syrup. I did. I did aromatic bitters. Yes. Aromatic bitters. Um, apple whiskey. Fireball. Very uh, little fireball. Very very little fireball. All mixed over ice. Shaken and uh, 
pour it out into this. We didn't. We're too lazy to do a garnish. So yeah, we should start doing garnishes. But who wants to chop an apple for two drinks? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, too much effort for, yeah, I mean, for a garnish. Until I'm actually bartending, this is about as right. good as I'm going to get. So, but drink it. It's awesome. It's amazing. It is. I know. Me and Ashley's talked about this before. She doesn't like whiskey. What? I don't think she likes whiskey. No. Damn. But, you do a rum old fashioned. Yep. There you go. Honestly, you can probably get some green apple rum, right? Doesn't like Cruzan make some green apple rum or something? Somebody made apple rum. I think it was That's Captain Morgan that Captain made Morgan sliced made. apple, sliced yeah. apple rum. I think it was the flavor of green apple though. So. But that would be good because if it's Captain Morgan, it's spice. So yeah, so you wouldn't even need the cinnamon yeah. either. It'd be good. Unless you just wanted it. All right, guys. Welcome to the Sip It and Rip It podcast. I'm Zach. He's Nathan. You can find us at Coleman underscore Barbell, at Nathan Skedios, at Sip It and Rip It. You can listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Rate us five stars on either one of them. Comment on Spotify. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're great. Complain. As long as you rate us five stars, I don't care what the review says. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want to. Just give us that five-star rating. Please. Just like five stars. It this is this is. is the worst podcast I've ever listened to, and I will never listen to another episode. Five stars. <laughs> that's all we need. That's, that's, that's like the, great. Give us the five. Perfect. Some Perfect. type of false, uh, <laughs> you know, give us some type of false sense of. We're doing something we're right. We're doing something right. There you go. We do a lot of things wrong. <laughs> we definitely do. All right. Jumping right into it. We talked about our drinks. Gym What's this week? doing the gym this week? What did we do in the gym this week? I deloaded and everything was super easy and I feel great. I'm glad you feel <laughs> that. That makes exactly one of us. <laughs> My attitude was bad this week. It was a good gym week, but yeah. um, this is rare for me, but I just hit a point this week that I just don't want to fucking be there. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really rare feeling for me, but... Um, but that just goes. It happens every few years. Yep, it happens every few years. I just don't want to do it, and it just is what it is. I mean, there are. We're going to deload this week. Um, I can't see myself staying completely out of the gym, but we're just going to have a do what I want, have fun in the gym this week, and uh, not overreach. (laughs) I'm healthy. Um, going into whatever else I do. Yeah, we we should have some some pretty fun stuff planned for next month. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Should be a good situation. But uh, yeah, I mean, what all did I do? Help me out here. Uh, you hit a day one PR. was box squats. Box squats sucked um, because I'm having problems. Me and you were talking about we're probably going to change it. Mm-hmm. Squatting on Saturday, heavy on Saturday, and then squatting heavy on Monday is no longer working out for me. So I think we're going to have to go to like Tuesday, Saturday, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, box squats sucked on Monday. Tuesday was close grip bench. Which I'm a hundred percent sure. Uh, I did three seventy, yeah, for three. Yeah, and then I dropped down. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have it in me to uh, to do more than one set, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna chip my old PR for by five pounds, mm-hmm. do one set, and then just burn out on two twenty five, and that's what I did." Um, you have to have some self awareness and realize that sometimes you're just not gonna hit your prescribed numbers. Yeah, somebody I just didn't joined. Feel good, so who's that? TJ? No, it's not TJ. I don't remember the handle. I know who this is because I know the picture. Identify yourself. Who are you? <laughs> I know who it is. I don't know. I can't really see from here. So I just see when people pop in. So it is what it is. But uh, Wednesday had a heavy deadlift, 515 for three. Um, went relatively well. Again, kind of skunked. Didn't hit all my volume. 
Um, Thursday was a rest day. Friday was a big bench day. It was a 365 single. Definitely have pressed heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't feel good. Yeah, I smoked it. Looked like I could have done it for 10, but it just didn't feel good. Um, shoulders, chest, forearms are beat up. Hands have been swollen all week. Just didn't feel good. And then um, yesterday I had my secondary squat day, which was SSBs. And um, it went relatively well. I, over, I did overreach on that a little bit because we had the uh, Coleman Barbell team workout. Um, there was a few enough of us there that we could all do the same workout. So I was just like, fuck it. I guess we're testing a one rep max squat. So that's what, <laughs> that's what we did. Uh, I had like four or five heavy singles anyway. So overall, my volume ended up being less than what was prescribed. So mm-hmm. I think that probably combated how I felt. Got a 20-pound PR on the SSB bar, hit 440. Um, that's not a big squat, but it sucks on the SSB. Yeah. It's heavy as fuck on the SSB. So um, it went, and it went relatively smooth. Depth wasn't – it was quality enough to count it, but it wasn't probably where I would normally like to see yeah. depth. Uh, but me and you have also worked on me squatting a little bit higher because my injury in my hip is depth-related, so yep. it's probably, probably overall a good net thing. good thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, but absolutely smoked it. Yeah. Um, I think if I'd have been on a better bar, that strength shop, if y'all ever have to squat on a strength shop SSB bar, God help you because it's the worst fucking bar on the planet. Um, I know in Ashley's case that Ron has the same bar I do. He's got a Titan fitness Mm -hmm. SSB bar and that thing's really nice. That's what I have at the shop. And it's like the Cadillac of SSB bars. Like it's super comfortable and SSB bars generally aren't like this. This freaking strength shop bar is just like bare steel and like this most thin pad on the planet. And I hate to complain about a pad on a squat bar because right on a real bar, you don't get a pad. Yeah. You know what? It makes a difference when it on an SSB, it's sitting on your fucking neck. Yeah. So like you need some padding. I hate to say it. Is that Tammy that just joined? It is. It's Tammy. Yep. Hey, you miss Tammy. We're going to have all of Maverick Barbell in here before too long. They'll They'll come in and roast <laughs> us and leave. Yeah, look at these two weak idiots. That's what I'm say. <laughs> no, I'm really, really happy to see them. Um, but yeah, it's the same bar that Ron has, so y'all are familiar with it. The Titan Fitness bar, SSB bar, is way better than the Strength Shop SSB yeah. bar. And uh, the fact that I hit that big of a number on the Strength Shop bar made me feel good. She said, hey, guys. Yeah, I'm glad you can read that because I cannot. Yeah, just Bear with us. just good enough. Just good enough. I'm gonna slide over just a hair. Yeah, I, I might actually want to slide that microphone over just so that you're a little more into the. You may not be able to get as animated because there's a, a fucking but, uh, useless. Tammy, if you're still listening, uh, there's Ashley. Oh yeah, your time's definitely coming because Ron believes in that SSB bar. He used to make me front squat on it all the time. Hell yeah! So uh, SSB front squat. <laughs> just a just a warning. Uh, I bet Tammy is. I bet Tammy has squatted on. I know she squatted on Ron's Titan bar, mm. um, but that Strength Shop SSB bar is the worst. Period. Trying to see what that says. She's she loves her Titan SSB. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, especially yeah. if you've ever used a cheap SSB bar. That Titan is like the Cadillac of SSB bars. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's much much better than everyone, and it's also a true sixty pound bar, like an SSB is supposed to be, instead of a fifty pound bar, or a fifty pound, or like what was the one at any time? Was it a fifty pound bar? I think it was a fifty pound bar. But I feel like the SSB bars are just like scattered, like <laughs> size, what they and... might weigh, how they might feel, like terribly inconsistent. But the Titan one's the best That's for fair. sure. 
I think if I'd have been on my Titan bar, I think I could have probably squatted 460 or 470. Yeah. It moved. It moved well. Probably an RP7 or 8. Yeah, but, it was quick. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's a cheap PR, especially for, my, for, for an injured guy. It gave me a little squat confidence. Yep. It was a good way to end a bad week. Yeah. So, definitely changed my attitude about it a little bit. I'll say this before we get too far into the podcast and actually what we're talking about. Bad attitudes come and go, for sure. And you're not always going to feel like being in the gym. Uh, I know Tammy's listening. She knows what this is like. She's a real competitor, really freaking good. Um, If you're just patient and don't quit, those days pass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because there was a time in the week, uh, you can ask Nathan, I didn't fill out any of my athlete information. I felt like shit, didn't want to be there, didn't want to be a power lifter, not even sure I wanted to be in the gym anymore by about Wednesday and then turn around on Saturday and hit PRs. And now I'm fired up about being in the gym. Right. It just kind of is what it is. So yeah. um, patience and consistency will get you through a whole lot of shit. And, you know, <clears throat> taking, taking a little uh, note from uh, Dr. Mike, we talked about this, just taking active recovery will be a huge step forward for you for mental recovery, because you spend a lot of mental energy in the gym and a lot of people don't, Really Especially if you're doing that. it competitively or want to do it competitively. Right. Because you have to put so much focus into your technique and what you're doing and like all the outputs in general, plus the stress of everyday life. On top of that, if you do a job that is mentally fatiguing, such as I do, mine is like like 75% mental and 25% physical, I'd say, but I'm on my feet all day. Yeah. So like I have this weird like mixture of energy drain yeah yeah, stressors that impacts how i feel in the gym me and you're both new dads too yeah and that's a huge stressor (laughs) yes i mean my you know my new my whole thing now is where i used to just be able to fuck off two or three hours in the gym Mm -hmm. i kind of need to be concise and get it done in 45 minutes to an hour and a half right Right. hour and a half is kind of pushing it now i kind of need to be getting out so i can be with my little girl and she's with me at the gym most of the time but Anybody that's ever had a baby knows they're getting pretty impatient Yeah, at some point. You know what I mean? About about two hours in is about as much as you're getting. I think Tammy just said something. She had a comment. She said yesterday was that day, but it's like that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all there is to it. I mean, you know, not to mention when you're trying to do it competitively. I say trying because I'm not competitive yet. But when you're trying to do it competitively and it means something to you, whether it's really a mistake to do this, but whether it's a mistake or not, you can't help but have your self-esteem tied to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and you specifically, I don't know their situations. They may be very similar, but me and you got into it because it helped our mental health. Exactly. Yep. So when you get in it to help your mental health, you definitely have some. <laughs> a lot of strong a ties lot to of, it. A lot of strong like mental ties to it. Like I feel like. I may never be I may never be a state record holder, much less a national or a world record holder. But it means something to me to be strong. And when I don't feel strong, it's a kick in the nuts, dude. Yeah. It sucks. It like really that. it really puts your nose <clears throat> down in the dirt. I think is that Aaron? Yeah, Aaron just joined. Hey Aaron. What's up, dude? What's up? Um But uh yeah, so I mean that's that's my lecture about what I did in the gym this week. Like, <laughs> you know, and all all things considered, like you go in, it's the last last week of a block. Like, you're supposed to go into it feeling like shit and a little beat up. Everything that happened is a completely normal thing to happen the week before deload week. Right. I had no reason to piss and moan about it. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it just happens that way. Amy's got another comment there. Yeah, I mean, life, I mean, licking definitely centers us for sure. I mean, that's, uh, I definitely will feel like when I'm in the gym, 
the things outside of the gym are a little bit more quiet than yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, the you know most of us now, everybody that's joined here has competed or has been under serious weight and stuff like. That. I don't want to make something more of it than what it is, but like, you know, when you're under. Uh, you know, an RP nine or ten back squat, you really don't have to. T- you don't really don't have time to think about your taxes. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's more pressing things than than uh, this bills due, or I got to get with my accountant, or uh, I'm in trouble at work right now, or things suck at home, or whatever it may be. Like, you really can't have. It's an amazing way it synergy because you really can't have your mind somewhere else if you're going to do it safely. Like, yeah. you have to be in the moment. Like We got another comment there. I we can't, do. can't read it from here. It's Ashley. Ashley. Listen, teaches me that I can do hard shit like the shit life throws at you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I feel like since I've been in the gym regularly, um, see, I started probably, I wasn't an athlete in school. I probably started in tw- late 2011 or 2012. Um, it's t- taught me to be disciplined. I'm more responsible um, more productive member of society since I started in yeah. the gym. Likewise. And I, people can scoff at that if they want to, but if you're willing to, there's something about what Ashley is saying, the physical representation of doing hard shit mm-hmm. that makes it easier to deal with mental hardship. Like, you know well, what I mean? It, like it's when you think, mm. think about it, I, I heard this on a Huberman podcast. I can't remember the name of his guest, but he has one all the time. Strength is a, Essentially, it's not necessarily a muscular adaptation. While muscular adaptation does help with strength, it is a central nervous system adaptation, right? Right. So you think about that, if your nervous system can handle heavy loads, like physically, mentally, there's probably some sort of correlation there. Yeah, you I mean, it's all the same have, nervous system. Right. I mean, you have, I mean, you'd have the parasympathetic nervous system, sympathetic nervous right. system. But by and large, though, like it's stimulating your brain in a way. Mm-hmm. To deal with stress. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's preparing you to deal with stress. And I think that um, anybody will tell you that the big thing outside of the gym, when you've been in the gym for a little while, the things outside of the gym, the big things matter more and the little things matter a lot less. Yep. And that's uh, a great life lesson in that. You know what I mean? I, I believe so. Attention to detail, stuff like that's mm-hmm. greatly improved. Um, just your overall ability to give a fuck. Yeah. greatly greatly improved <laughs> like and there's really no better way to describe that you know what i mean it is what it is but i mean all right that's rabbit number one <laughs> what's your pr songs this week uh, i'm gonna let you do it because my phone is giving us the instagram live so um i'll give us uh how many you want me to give for the for today give two and i'll come up with two oldies two but, uh, yeah so i'll go with you know i I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Um, and I, I may have said this song before, I don't know. But it is also one of um, our boy Juwan Garrison's favorite gym songs, which is Mark Henry's theme song for the WWE. Hell yeah. 3-6 <laughs> Mafia, Somebody's Gonna Get It, which is just a badass song, dude. Yeah, like, I, just... I'm surprised you put 3-6 on there. I really like 3-6 Mafia. That's like... I don't know. I guess me being a little bit older to you, they wasn't necessarily my introduction to rap, but three, six was the first rap that mattered to me. It's good though. It's (laughs) good. It's like, and that song kicks ass. It just makes you feel like you're the baddest dude. Like if Mark Henry doesn't make you feel some type of American (laughs) prod, 
like just super, super proud to be an American. And this is my, <laughs> this is about as cheesy as it gets, I guess. Um, but if he doesn't make you feel some type of pride for being an American, I don't know who does. Kurt Angle. For, I mean, Kurt Angle probably too, but like Mark Henry, like three or four sport athlete dominated everything he did. Yep. Everything he touched, that man dominated and uh, did it under the red, white, and blue moniker. Yep. So. And then Three Six Mafia, there's not too many things more American than Memphis rap. That's about as American as it fucking gets. Like, Fair. there's no other country copying that. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that That's is what true. it is. I mean, but I got a very special place in my heart for both Three Six and. And, uh, and Mark Henry. Yep. That is fair. That's fair. You want me to go with my second one or you want to go with your? Yeah, go ahead with your second one. All right. I'm so still thinking about my. I will, I will put this one in here because it's new ish. It's called Exosuit 2.0 by Distant. And I know you know who Distant is. Oh, yeah. I like Distant. Yeah. Uh, brand new song came out. It goes pretty hard. And uh, it's just heavy and just. It's just distant. Like, it's just more distant. Like, yeah. just go listen to it if you like distant or yeah. any that's fair. death metal along those lines. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I don't know. Mine, I don't have my phone to look at right now. Um, it just is what it is. But I'm going to go the oldest of the old school when it comes to metal. And I'm going to go with Iron Osborne? Maiden's okay. The Trooper. That's good. That's, That's a good, good. one. Yeah. I, I enjoy some Iron Maiden. Yeah. Iron Maiden's The Troopers fucking awesome. Steve Harris, I'm a bass player. Um, in terms of metal players, like it's him and Cliff Burton first before anybody, you know what I mean? Plenty of people since. Um but OG wise. OG, yeah. Steve Harris and and uh and Cliff is it. And while we're talking about Cliff. Just go ahead and talk <laughs> about some Metallica. <laughs> while we're talking about Cliff. Um yeah, I mean, really, I could do anything off of Kill 'Em All, Rob the Lightning, or Master of Puppets. But uh, I'm wondering if our minds are going to link on this one. I'm, I'm trying, man, everything they do is golden to me. Um, honestly, I don't, don't want to influence you, but there's one that's been in my head for a while. Really? Go ahead and say what it is. Creeping Death. I mean, Creeping Death is, yeah, it's been on the playlist before, is the only reason I Is it? Say it. Oh, okay. Creeping Death is the ultimate, like, there is nothing that makes me happier, matter, m- more happy to be in the gym than Creeping Death. That Creeping song, that song is fucking it. I mean, it really is. Um, but let me do a Kill 'Em All. Let me do Hit the Lots. All right, from Kill 'Em All. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna do two old ones because I don't have any my phone to look at. We're gonna go Hit the Lots by Metallica and The Trooper by Iron Maiden. So both solid choices. It's my first time not putting rap on it in a long time. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm you- doing a lot more rap than I have metal lately, but. There's a lot um, of metal on there already. We pretty much go metal, metal all yep. the time. I covered uh, I think, the rap this uh, week. To be fair, I think Sandy Sandy put Iron Maiden on it one time. She did uh, the Number of the Beast, which is a good one. It is. Um, I had a friend Jackson Carr who was really, 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 really funny. That looks like a girl, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Jackson had a whole parody written for Number of the Beast, <laughs> and the chorus, you know, the chorus of Number of the Beast is six six six, the Number of the Beast mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. I don't remember the next line. What is the next line? Hell and fire. Something. Something to be. Unleashed. Anyway, Jackson rewrote the whole course to say six, six, seven, the neighbor of the beast. <laughs> Hell and fire came from down the street. And he had like the whole, he had a whole like song for it. That was like a spoof of six, six, six. And That's it was, badass. but it was six, six, seven because he lived next, you know, across the street. I've heard that story six, six, before. Six, six. <laughs> and I don't know if it was from you or from Wes, but it was fucking good. It's yeah. funny. Yep. 
It's funny. Six six seven, the neighbor of the beast. The neighbor of the beast. Hell and fire came from down the street. <laughs> well, oh man, that covered it. So we're talking about. We like to get in a little bit of drama sometimes. This is not local drama. If it was any type of local powerlifting drama, we would not talk about it. Um, we're not that kind of people. But this is something to me affects us as lifters, as in a sport as whole, as in a sport as a whole, because it is a blatant. In my opinion, we talked about it one time before on the podcast, but it's a blatant like example of people not doing their due diligence and reading their rule book. Mm-hmm. Um, as lifters and as coaches, we should know the rules in our respective organizations. Yep. Um, <clears throat> my biggest beef with it is just that this person that caused this drama did not care enough to look at the rules before she decided to start the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably a perfectly great person. But unfortunately, the decision she made affected perfectly great people. Yep. And uh, it's become this fucking internet firestorm in the world of powerlifting. And uh, we're particularly close to one part of the camp. Mm-hmm. So we are a little bit biased, admittedly, um, because Nathan more so than I, but we do know at least one of the people affected personally. So yes. um, it is what it is. But Nathan knows more about it. So why don't you explain the Briani T. Christy Hawkins. Christy Hawkins powerlifting drama. To- so I'm going to, I'm going to cover this pretty, I'm going to try and just hit the high points. So there was a post made, I believe it was the ABS strength meet or, or, or whatever it was. It's going to be in Ireland and they featured Brianni Terry and Denise Herber as going head to head undisputed women's uh, 165 class. So when that came out, Christy Hawkins posted on it talking about how, how is it undisputed when I've beaten both of them, which happened earlier this year at the American pro, um, admittedly, and every, literally everyone in the comments, especially the, the higher like level lifters, you know, admittedly, Christy Hawkins is the best pound for pound for pound lifter in the world, period. Man, woman, child, doesn't matter. Does Chris, not matter. Chris Hawkins is the best by dots. She has the best dot score. Um, but she came in there and she said, you know, why wasn't I involved in this? Because I'd beat them both, right? Why wasn't my name in there? Well, first of all, she didn't enter into this competition, or at least has not so far registered. And she also has not registered in a competition outside of the United States since 2014 is what people were saying. So... There's already kind of this like self-esteem, like why are you bruised ego because of an advertisement? Right, right, right. And it's an advertisement for a meet that you're not competing in. So first of all, that's my that's my big thing. Why why did you even make the comment? Why why is your ego so fragile that you can't like there's and there's nothing wrong with being competitive and being like if you were going to that meet and be like, oh, I'm going to win. So why are you, you know, like, why are they on the flyer? Right. (laughs) But you're not competing. They're competing head to head at this meet. They have already registered. They are flying out there. Like, so anyway, uh, Brianni basically says everything that I just said, um, in a, in a reply, um, like, you know, we all know you're the best female or power lifter, regardless, best dot score in the world. We already know this. And the reason why they featured me is because I'm in it and you're not. Um, so this is where this is where kind of they started brewing the the drama here. She said, um, 
if you want to be involved in it, go send an email to them. I'm sure they'd be happy to have you. And you're really good at sending emails. Well, that was a slight because, as Joe pointed out in the following comment, she was the one who sent the email inquiring or rather, um, well, we'll for, for the sake of not having read the email, we'll say inquiring about Briani's weigh in at the American Pro because she did it at a later time. Um, which was explained by everyone. The rule book says you can, if the meet director chooses to weigh in at a scheduled time, as opposed to the time where collectively everyone weighs in. As long as it's the day before, as long as it's, as long as it is the day before and the, uh, but we looked at this, if it says very clearly in the rule book is meet director's discretion, but you can schedule your own weigh in. As long as the meet director signs off of mm -hmm. it, and as long as it's the day before you compete. Yep. And the rule book says that in the yep. WRPF. And, Tammy, if you're still listening, um, by all means, if we're wrong, you're you're a judge. Correct us on that. But from what me and Nathan read, at least until it was – it may be different now that they edited it recently because the rules just changed. I did not see, but I'm not sure. But it was very clear that it's the meet director's discretion. Like, they can schedule you a mm -hmm. private weigh-in. Uh, as long as it's the day before the meet. Yeah. That was the rule, at going least into going thing. into the American Pro. Yeah. Right. So just to be clear about that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I kind of kind of lost where I was at with it. But what we, we were talking about her having been the one that sent the email. Right. Joe's, Joe replied and, and um, said that she was the one who had sent the email accusing her of cheating. So at this point... And I'm not, I haven't read the email, so I'm not going to say she was accusing Brianni of cheating, but that's how it was interpreted. A lot of intention is interpretation. Right. So that's the way they interpreted it. Christy Hawkins had every, every way of sending a personal DM, not publicly commenting, just sending a personal DM, DM and saying, hey, I wasn't actually like accusing you of cheating, but I genuinely didn't see you there, you know, trying to do something. Instead, she replied and, you know, basically said, I'm allowed to do this if I want to. You can't stop me from doing this. It, you know, basically justifying her actions in regards to this. Then also making a pretty, a comment that made a lot of people upset in that she said, we are all acting like we are in the special Olympics or commenting on this post is like being in the special Olympics and we're all retarded. Oof. That, that made a lot of people mad. Yeah. Myself included. Like that, like I, I know I have a special Olympics athlete, by the right. way. <laughs> that's that's so not it's, fucking it, cool. <laughs> no, because like, and someone, plenty of comments were going on and a lot of people said, you can't say that. How dare you say that there? That is taking every bit of respect for special athletes out of like, it's just, it's just hurting people. Right. And it's not a good look for power. It's either. not a good look for power, especially someone who's at the top of power list, the very top. Almost untouchable at the top. And it's just like, <laughs> why would you say that? Why would you why would you go out of your way? Like, I know a lot of people make mistakes, say things they don't mean, especially in the heat of the moment. This woman is is 45, if I'm not mistaken. She's old enough to know better. She, well, yeah. I mean, I think my my whole my whole thing from the beginning is again, I said and this is a disclaimer before we started this conversation. 
There's X amount of things, and Tammy did confirm. She she said she wasn't sure if it's in the 2024 revisions or not, but she did confirm that that was the rule at the time going into the American Pro. But I said this in the beginning. It is your due diligence as a lifter, as a coach, to know the rule book. Mm-hmm. Those are things that affect us all. Mm-hmm. If you're coaching or if you're lifting, that is going to have a direct effect on you. What she should have done is read the rule book before she ever sent an email. Yeah. That way she didn't have egg on her face at all. If she still felt some kind of way about it, the email that should have got sent first was a clear, what should have been about a clarification of the rules for her. Mm-hmm. And then if that still wasn't clear, maybe then proceed with whatever, I wouldn't say an accusation, but whatever, you know, complaints she had right. about the way those weigh-ins worked. Yeah. Right. That's my biggest gripe. Like you have an opportunity to go about this, accomplish what you need to accomplish, but also do it in a way that it's correct. You know what I mean? And I think that that, uh, I think that chats my ass about it more than anything, to be honest with you. Um, I just personally think that we're responsible for that side of that side of things. Like if you're up in arms about something, you, you definitely have, she's right. You definitely have an, you know, an opinion that you can voice, Mm-hmm. But at the same time, make sure that you know what the hell you're talking about before you go and like pull this over on somebody. Because I mean, all of this stuff one could have been avoided, and two, it's kind of embarrassing on everybody's front. Even a little bit, as much as I love them, like Joe kind of has a way of throwing some gas on the fire from time to time. Okay, like, he does, uh, he does. And I think you know he's one of the greatest men in the sport. I think he does more good for uh, the sport than almost anybody on the planet. But like. At the same time, you kind of got to like, I don't know, maybe dial it back a little bit to, you know, prevent it exploding. Right. Um, I know you're looking up that that thread right now, mm-hmm. so I'll let you speak more on it. But I guess my gripe is due diligence should have been practiced and you should have known the rule book before you made these accusations. Right. And really, that's that's kind of like the long and short of it. There's a lot of back and forth. Um, Joe talking with other commenters about the situation um nothing nothing really in relation to the christy hawkins issue at another, that point it's more just another just like patently ridiculous thing about all this is this girl has not registered to compete in this meet that's in ireland and i understand that's an incredibly incredibly expensive trip mm-hmm. for an american uh, not just the flight, but you got to stay there. You're going to deal with probably X amount of jet lag. Although I think Ireland's only like a six to eight hour flight. It's not probably depending on what part of the United States you're flying from. Uh, but it's you know really pretty quick flight. But you're going to mm-hmm. end up with X amount of jet lag. So there's a physical price you have to pay for it. It's yep. expensive. Yep. You got to pay for the meat. You got to pay for room and board and everything yep. else. She has an opportunity to compete in this thing. But she's choosing not and to. She, and, he, and she hasn't. So, I mean, like, but something we talk about that's good for powerlifting all the time is we want it to be more of a spectator sport. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good spectator sport. Um, I think it's a sport worth watching. If you're whoever these organizers are, it's an ABS meet, right? Yep. If you're whoever these organizers are, you're probably going to use the best lifters you have registered mm-hmm. as advertisement. Yeah. Because we are trying to improve it as a spectator sport. We're trying to make it worthwhile for people to tune in and watch. Uh, we think it's a real and viable sport. And the whole powerlifting world thinks it's a good thing to have more fans, more people tuning in, more watching it. So why wouldn't you advertise Herber and Terry 
who are at the top. Who are at the top. Yeah, sure. Christy Hawkins isn't on the flyer, but she didn't register. Mm -hmm. You can't advertise somebody that didn't register for your fucking meet. Like, it makes sense to advertise Terry and Herber. Yep. That's it. I mean, that's, you know, we want powerlifting to be bigger. Like, it's no different than, you know, seeing an ad for the NFC championship or the AFC championship today. Like, those are the teams that made it. Yep. If you're not there, blame yourself. Right. You know what I mean? It's even more ridiculous in powerlifting when the only difference is registering or not registering. At least as far you know as they I mean? are concerned. Like, the yeah, because all, all three of those ladies are qualified. Yeah. Like, so you know they can be there if they want to be there. Like, exactly. So that's not even, but you know, another thing that's ridiculous about that is it's an advertisement. Yeah. Neither Briani or Denise probably chose to be on that flyer. Right. They might have been asked. They maybe, might have been asked and but, signed off on it, but it wasn't their intent to right, it cause was, drama. Right. It was just they registered for the meet, and these people want people to come watch, watch their meet or stream their meet mm-hmm. or whatever. They want eyes on their meet. And you have two of the most badass ladies on the planet. Why wouldn't you advertise for that? Yeah. It is uh, what it is. Another thing, too, is that Christy Hawkins didn't really go head to head with anybody, but Briani and Denise were head to head. Sure. Like they were, they were like, she's in a different weight class. Not, not that, okay. not, not even that. It was the fact that they were fighting over the deadlift, the world, the world yeah. record deadlift. Like that's where they were. A butting. single lift. Yeah. They were, not, not, heads. not a total, not the total, not, not the squat where Christy Hawkins apparently crushed everybody. I can't, I can't really remember, but I think, I think, I think Hunter Henderson was the closest one to her regardless. But, if anybody knows what Christy Hawkins squatted at the American Pro, let us know. Right, I'm I sure it was. I'm sure it was at least 300 kilos or more, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because um, I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Hunter Henderson went for 300 and missed it, and I could also be wrong about that, but okay. it's it's somewhere around there. Regardless, they they kind of had like some feud, some fight, like there was this back and forth, like all love at the end of it. But during competition, you could tell they were getting like chippy, Yeah, which is fine. And I, I think, I think looking at it from this lens, right. Them two are going at it the, the correct way. They're respecting each other. They're not like accusing anybody of anything. They're being a little chippy. Like that's the kind of rivalry rivalry that we want to see. Christy Hawkins is just stirring the shit pot because she's got a bruised ego because she's not advertised in a meet. She's not going to Does she not seriously have like a 40 or 50 points dots higher than both these girls? I'm sure it's something. Like it's nearly untouchable, right? I'm pretty sure it's close to 700. I think it's, I think it is 700. It might be 700. She might be the only lifter with a 700 pound dot, uh, 700 dot score. I'm sorry. Not pound. (laughs) A 700 dot score. But like when you're that far ahead, she's basically the female John Hatch, right? Right. Like, yeah. Un- not not punchable <laughs> at this current time. Now, yeah. that is to say, with all this stuff going on, I don't know that Briani might not just start busting her ass and be like, you know what? We can go up weight classes. We can do this. We can do that. We can do gonna, whatever we need to do. Like she's I mean, just going to try her best to to break every record that she has, right? So I mean, I guess it, it's just it feels so weird and outside because like. If you have a problem with this, just register for the meet. Yeah, register and go like in. If you if go, you know, if you're that far ahead of them already, like, you know, chances are even on a bad day you probably beat them. Yeah, like go get your second attempts and win. If you're as far ahead in dots as I think she is, like, she goes five for nine, six for nine, she beats them anyway. Right. 
Like, just register for the meet if it's that big of a deal. Like, why make a fool of yourself and a fool of powerlifting? And I don't think it looks good necessarily because, like I said, I do think we're trying to make it a bigger spectator mm-hmm. involved sport. Like, that's something I want. You know what I mean? Like, now, uh, mm-hmm. on on the devil's advocate side of this, as far as the drama helps sometimes, Conor McGregor brought a lot of eyes to the uh, uh, UFC, right? Because he talks shit. Because he talks shit. Because by and large, he backed it up. <laughs> by, and that is to say, Christy Hawkins. And back it up, right? Yeah. She has the dot score to back it up. But it's it's a matter of like, I don't know, just the way it feels. It feels really weird because powerlifting for most of us is not about that. Powerlifting has been a really welcoming, warm awesome community. community. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always outliers. There's always people especially on the untested side, who are a little aggressive, more so than they should be. Both men and women, like not not trying to say it's just the women here. Yeah. The men are Some of the men are really, can talk all day about uh, what's his face. It is what it is. Probably don't need to name names, but. Probably not. But, but yeah, I mean. Mr. You, Mr. Texas, who knows jujitsu and owns a lot of guns. Yeah, I mean. I really can't think of his name. Uh, you're talking about Thistleway. Yeah. I thought you were talking about somebody local for a second. No, 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 no. Thistle. But, like, yeah, I mean, that guy, like, honestly, when he started that, I thought he was the best the best thing for powerlifting. I think he got tired. Mm-hmm. And he did start getting a little hurtful and a little personal. But I was thinking, like, damn, yeah. you know what? This is, like. This is gonna make powerlifting kind of chippy. This is yeah. gonna be cool. Like when he I started, mean, it, I followed him for a long time, and I was a fan. Like yeah. I was like, this guy's like like you used to say, he's the heel of powerlifting. Like it was really cool to have that kind of person until it became more than that. And it, well, it took everybody going like, this guy's kind of a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like it took a lot of it. T- it took a lot of when like, he was actually in people's comments telling them they sucked and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like. When it was just the funny Instagram stories, mm-hmm. like it was great. It was great. Yeah, like, everybody was on board. Like this is cool. And then it's like personal attacks on people that are genuine, nice people, genuinely nice people, and stuff like that. It's kind of you know that kind of started to suck. Yeah. And we talked about another person that's he's not local to us, but he competes around here a mm-hmm. lot. That I know to be a very very good nice man. Actually, one of my favorite people I've ever been around in about a powerlifting meet. And if you saw him on Instagram, you would think he was the biggest asshole in the mm-hmm. world. Like, I mean, there are people that are trying to carry some type of persona. Right. And I don't know if they think it's for the good of powerlifting or not. But, I mean, it does kind of it does kind of rub in the wrong way. You know what I mean? And Especially it, when you know them and know them to be different in person. Right. Like, And that um, could be the Christy Hawkins situation. I don't know. I know Brianni said in the comments that she had nothing but respect and always was grateful to talk to Christy and always, you know, tried to be nice to her. And she said, if she ever made any comments that seemed like they were negative towards her, it wasn't on purpose. It was really just asking a question. I wonder if it's just knowing that she's a little bit older than the rest of these ladies and that her time's coming Her times. I mean, her time's probably coming. It really is. I mean, it might be 10 more years. I mean, that's a big dot score, right? I mean, it might it might go untouched forever. I mean, we don't we don't know, but like, but Brianni's not. But also 30. the 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 possibility that maybe she's on the tail end of things, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe her records are never broken, but maybe she starts losing meets. Maybe that's something that's on her mind. I don't right. know, but like, um, but even so, but like at I, her age, she has the opportunity to compete not well, open if if she wants to, and if she wants to continue 
competing open, she has to just understand that is just life. Yeah, I mean, we get is. older, we get weaker, we get frailer. Like we can we can hold on to as much as we can. I think what particularly sucks, and if there's any women listening, by all means chime in because I'm not trying to speak for you. Um, this is always dangerous when a man talks about anything maybe from the perspective of a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to necessarily do that. I want to be respectful in what I'm about to say a hundred percent, but there's enough stigma around strong women anyway. Yeah. To be honest, there's a lot of reservation about women getting started to lifting weights in the, to begin with. There's even reservation in lifters at my girls that have been doing it a long time. Um, they're, they have their own reservations. Every meets like a, their first meet sometimes mm-hmm. uh, because of something a man said to them or something, another woman said to them or something like that. Like there are so many like reservations about it anyway, that I just feel like somebody that's been doing it as long as her mm-hmm. has an opportunity to, to, to stand in a position of a mentor right, and set good quality examples for other women coming behind her. And, uh, I don't think she done. She's done that. Yeah, in this instance, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, Tammy just had a comment. What did Tammy say? She said, "Amen." Amen. I mean, like you know, just so I, just just to backtrack a little bit because I just want to bring this up because because it is really important um, in regards with uh, you were saying about how there's a stigma with women lifting. So I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, I back and forth a little bit with Sarah Soback on Instagram. Yeah who was also at the American Pro. Um, she's really, really a sweet lady. She really is. Um, but she was telling me at her gym that the men there, so she lives in Croatia, so it's it's a different part of the world, but the men there would actively take bars, take weight off bars that she was using. They would, like, tell her she's... her. her she told me her boyfriend told her she was fat and ugly because she was a powerlifter. And that powerlifting was the cause of her being fat and ugly. That's patently untrue. <laughs> patently untrue. She actually she competes in the 165 class, I believe. Or no, 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 no. Body I'm sorry. She was lower than that. I think she was the 65 kilos. Um, regardless, very strong, very fit woman. She's not overweight. She's not fat. She's she's just strong. Um, but guys around there are telling her her legs are too big, and no guy's gonna want her because her legs are too big. And I'm just like. This is insane. Like, it's really yeah. insane to think that there are people like that still out there that haven't really, like... And that's, and that, but that's my point. Like, women in general are getting X amount of shit from men already. Yeah. Not men like me or you. Right. But, honestly, probably average gym bro, right. to be honest. Who can't... They're getting, they're getting X amount of shit already. You have somebody like this that has, like Chrissy Hawkins, mm-hmm. that has, has the ability to set a good example and to help break stigmas and to help encourage women to do it anyway. And then like does this to other strong women. Mm-hmm. What message does that send to people that aren't on Brianne's level or that aren't on Denise Herber's level that like upper up and coming women. Like, right. This is how I'm going to be treated. So I don't even want to do this. Right. Like, I don't know. I know like, this is one person. Like this mm-hmm. is one, this is one person, but I do think that there, we do have some type of a duty man or woman to not just be a complete asshole all the time because there are people coming up behind us that need encouraged mm-hmm. uh, and need help and guidance. And I think that's especially true of women just mm-hmm. based on having coached women. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, anything we can do to help shatter a stigma 
it's probably a good thing, and I don't think she's helped that. Just a small side point. Um, on the men's side of that, um, John Hack is the best male lifter, period, right now, dot score. And he doesn't, like, actively go at people. He doesn't actively, like, attack people. All he does is post memes. Yeah. Like, and post his lifting stuff. He, does, he doesn't really have, like, a huge social media presence. He's not, like, actively trying to promote anything or he's like i've got my app i've got my supplements uh sponsors and that's pretty much it and then he just posts his he posts like a regular instagram account which i think is great and it's right. refreshing and it's not this he doesn't treat it like it's got to be some type of business right he's yeah. just like here's my stuff here's my links do what you want with it. I'm chill. Yeah. I'm John Hack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm the strongest man on the planet. Now. <laughs> that is what it is. Uh, Tammy said pretty much just to just to kind of um, she's talking about it being disheartening, right? those mm -hmm. types of attitudes and whatnot. You can either choose for it to be disheartening or choose for it to be fuel, and she yeah. obviously chooses fuel. And then she goes on to say that most of the bad comments she gets is from men that are weaker than her. Oh yeah, all the time. It all it goes back to something we say all the time that. Most of this shit comes from below and never comes from yeah. above. Which is why it's really weird yeah. for Christy Hawkins to be doing this, right? Well, you know, that's kind of, yeah, I mean, but that's part of the problem. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's why we're talking that's not, about that's it. That's why we're talking about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, again, you have an opportunity to break a stigma, to be a positive influence mm -hmm. on people's lives. And uh, instead, you're just tearing them down for literally no reason other than your own. This ego. girl's 15 years younger than you. Mm -hmm. Is she or, 30? I don't think uh, she's don't even think 30. She yet. might not even be 30, but you're talking about somebody that's like, she's very, very talented. She's younger than you. Probably could stand to learn a lot from you. Mm -hmm. You could do that for her. You're, uh, you've got 700 dots. Yep. You can help her and as much as you want to help her, and it might take her 15 more years if she goes uninjured to beat you, if it even happens. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're probably going to be dead and gone before those records are broken. Potentially. I mean, I mean, it's a 700 dots. Right. I, mean, I mean, the it's likelihood huge. of that happening is, is pretty fucking huge. Like, you have the ability to be a hero, mm -hmm. and you actively choose not to. not to be. And the only thing you have to do to be a hero is just be nice. Yeah. That's the only, you don't have to go out and be an asshole or anything like that. You just got to be nice. All the drama <clears throat> could have been avoided if all she commented was, good job, girls. Yeah. Like, literally, everyone would have been super like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, everybody like, would love it. You think about like Eddie Cohen. Think about all the good he's done for powerlifting. Mm -hmm. To my, I'm sure that there was some, he had chippy moments when he was a powerlifter and breaking records and stuff mm -hmm. too. That guy, since he's been done, has done nothing. That helped the powerlifting community. Yep. Never once have you seen Eddie Cohen get on online and shit on somebody for breaking a deadlift record that he set or something like that. Right. Never seen him do it. You have the ability. I mean, you have the ability to be that guy. Right. Or that woman or whatever. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, he's considered the greatest of all time for a lot of reasons. And that might be one of them because of what he's given back to it. Mm -hmm. But you can do, you can still be a hero and do even less than Eddie's done just by being nice. Yep. You ain't even got to give back. Just be nice and encourage the girls that are coming back behind you. And that's, that's, that's enough. Yeah. That's, that's enough. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't even have to go above and beyond, but instead you go above and beyond to be hurtful, to, to be hurtful. And that sucks. Like that sucks so bad. Um, it's disappointing. I'll be honest with you. Like 
Christy's somebody I've always been aware of. I know mm. how, and I've always been aware of how good she was, but she's never been like, when I think of like powerlifting heroes, like on the female side of things, she's never the first person I think about probably because she's a generation up on me. Right. right. She's old enough to be my mom nearly, you know what I mean? Mm. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but like, there's a little bit of an age gap between her and the people we see regularly. Like yeah. most of the time I think about people like Briani or, or Hunter Henderson or Denise um, I think about uh, Steffi Cohen. Yeah. I mean, Steffi Cohen was the first woman that I just was just nuts. Just like. nuts. Uh, Mariana Gasparian. Yeah. And then um, even more so, and her name escapes me and I don't know why, but I think it's because I've been drinking, <laughs> but Brandon's Brandon's girl. Um, I don't know. Probably going to be the first girl to bench press. Uh, She'll probably be the first girl to bench press 400 in competition. I'm trying to think of her name right now. And if I had my phone, I'd look at it. Um, but uh, I think her Instagram handle is like Quadzilla or something. Let me see. I don't remember. Um, but I mean, like, she's not always been the first person I've thought of by no means. Karina like, Davis? Karina Davis. Yeah, absolutely. That girl's absolutely outstanding. Like, super fucking strong. Um but, you know, Christy's not necessarily the first person I've thought of, but, like, it's probably because there's a little bit, she's been in it a little bit longer mm -hmm. than everybody else, and she's not just, like, in the front of my mind. Well, she's, she's also, not being She's not being, like, fed to me by the algorithm. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, like, I'm not seeing her. You know what I mean? That's exactly like, what I was going to say is, is that is. she's just not as popular on Instagram, so her posts don't get shared as much. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she's not treating her Instagram like a business, whereas Joe and Brianni absolutely treat their Instagram like sure. a business. Sure, yeah. Those people are people I see a whole lot of, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, so that's no disrespect to her. I mean, right. she's she's the best in the world for a reason. Mm -hmm. like, but, you know, I do think it's a little bit of a generational thing. I'm just not seeing her. I mean, right. it just is what it is. I mean, I, honestly, people her age, I generally think about Jen Thompson first, mm -hmm. even though she's, you know, drug tested and everything else. That's generally the first woman I think of in her age group right. you know, most of the time. But, uh, and then I don't know how old Denise Herber is. I think she's in her thirties, you know, but, but anyway, I, I even see her a little bit less. Mm -hmm. I know she's great too, but like, I don't know. Like I said, you, you have the opportunity to set an example, even if you're not seen as much. Right. Why not to set the, that example? I mean, it's just really, really annoying to me as a coach that somebody didn't do their due diligence before they opened their fucking mouth. Right. That's like one Oh one. I have made mistakes because I didn't know a rule book. Mm hmm. Like I should have. Me and you talked about that. We've joked around a lot about that with Ron because it, <laughs> everybody's heard the story a thousand times because he beat me because he knew the rules better. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, he makes great fucking calls. Whether I won or lost based on, based on doesn't matter. It is my responsibility as a coach or a lifter to know the fucking rule book. And before you start making huge accusations about mm -hmm. somebody cheating, you should know the rule book. Right. That's what it all boils down to to me. I mean, and then outside of that, like, honestly, like, if you want to make this mistake on the front end, like, don't double down on it. Right. Apologize. Apologize and be like, hey, you know what? If I would have been more familiar with the rules, none of this happens. Yep. I you mean, know, like, own it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, be like, hey, like, I messed this up. Is, this is my bad. No disrespect to them at all. I thought this was an egregious thing. Turned out it's the way it's been. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's what should have happened. It is what should have happened. And there may, again, it may be an ego thing, right? It may just be that her ego is not allowing her to, I mean, to apologize. Cause there, that's how some people are. I don't know, Christy. I don't know. Maybe she thought she was going to get like the fucking Nick Saban treatment. And I know 
people are going to roll their eyes, but rules got changed for Nick Saban because of the 2013 Iron Bowl. And right. one of them was one of them was how far downfield linemen could be on a pass play. Right. Originally it was 3 yards downfield. And because he got fucking gashed by the RPO game in the 2013 Iron Bowl, they changed in the offseason to where linemen can only be 1 yard downfield on an RPO, any type of passing play right. basically. But Malzahn was using these RPOs. They looked like running plays, and he was actively passing because he could. He had three yards to mm-hmm. to play with his lineman, right? I don't know if she thought that maybe I'm Christy Hawkins. I have a 700 dot score. If I bitch about this, they'll change the rules for me, mm-hmm. or what? <laughs> you know? Or they'll retroactively say, you know, uh, oh, Christy's right. This is a fucked up rule. Let's change it, or what? Whatever she expected to happen. Maybe that. Maybe her ego is that big, but. Uh, regardless, that due diligence wasn't done. Let's go ahead and just just for the sake of we the podcast. We got the technical rule book pulled up. Now, this is the 2024, though. This is the 2024. So if, so if there's an edit to it, you know. that This is basically what we are um, going to be looking at, essentially, is just what is the current rules? Did it change because she brought it up? That's that's really what I'm I curious about. I highly fucking doubt it. <laughs> but, I mean, I could be wrong. If I can find it. Now, this this may be hard to find. Listen, you know, I know it's... They call it a 24-hour weigh-in, right? Mm-hmm. But most of the time, there's an AM weigh-in session, there's a PM weigh-in session. You get to the one you can get to, right? Yep. So it's not a perfect 24 hours anyway. If it's not a perfect 24 hours anyway, then why the fuck does it matter, even if as long as it's done the day before? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you weigh in late, it's just less time to recop. It's that much less time to take in water, to take in food, and everything you need to do to compete good on a Saturday. So even if it was against the rules, it didn't have any glaring, it really didn't have any glaring um, benefit for Brianna to be able to do that. Maybe other than it contributed to dots, but I promise you, she would have rather had that time eating and drinking than she would have uh, underweight the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? No, no, that's exactly what I thought when this whole thing first started was that I would have had time. I would rather have gone early Mm -hmm. and had more time to rehydrate and refuel. Yep. Like doing a later one on a schedule. Um, other than maybe you come in a little bit lighter, didn't really ha- doesn't really have any fucking redeeming qualities in my mind. Right. It's really not just in terms like, of strength the day that day yeah. after. You know what I mean? Like, so um, it looks like the rule has not been changed. All I'm seeing here is the meeting director may provide options for athletes to weigh in within the 24 hour time period. However, it is not required. So, so it's still it's up to the discretion of the meet director. That is that is what I'm reading currently. So they have not changed any rules. It's still if you need to weigh in at a different time, if the meet director will allow it, you should. I don't want to speak out of turn because I'm a I'm a pretty heavy lifter and I'm not I'm not cutting most of the time. If y'all were still listening, am I speaking out of turn by saying that I would rather have more time to rehydrate and re- basically do my recomp than I had weigh a little bit lighter? I mean, as long as you weighed in at the correct weight, as long as you're inside your weight class, I would like to think that more time to hydrate and more time to eat is the beneficial thing to do. There's definitely a reason why when me and Joe did my cut, which was all me, he didn't think 
I needed to. I really didn't quote unquote need to, but that being said, it did get me my 450 dot score, which did allow me to qualify for nationals. So that did end up mattering to an extent, but I know that I would much rather have the time to drink the water, take the electrolytes, eat the food, refuel my body. If I had less time to do that, if you're telling me I had to skip one or two meals, so you could weigh in later. So I could weigh in later. I would be like abysmally upset. Tammy's got some wisdom on this. Tammy does. What does Tammy say about this? Earliest weigh in possible. I got to eat. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's. I think with very, very few exceptions, unless you're just like fucking toeing the line. Right. Body weight wise. And it's like nearly an emergency situation. <laughs> like you're not going to make weight unless you go late. I think pretty much anybody that has done this before wants the early weigh in. Yeah. If they can get so, to like it. I said, I don't see how it provided her any advantage at all having to weigh in later. It, I don't believe it did. I mean, it just she, gave her the the only thing good for that's happening good for her in that moment is she has the ability. Joe to is weigh her in. boyfriend to go to make sure she recomps well in a short period of time. But that's still like not ideal for her, for him as a coach, right? Or as a handler in, in that in that instance. I don't know who handled her, but like uh, he wasn't there. But uh, right? it was. Um, but, they have the same coach and his Jake. name's Jake. Yeah. Um, Jakey B. But like on Instagram. That person don't want to be crunched for time in that situation either. You know no. what I mean? Like, especially on an international stage, like that guy wants Brianna to be as good as possible. Yep. Like, so I can imagine as a coach, he probably wasn't terribly happy that she was having to weigh in late to begin mm-hmm. with. Not that it was an option, but it was still probably uncomfortable. You I, know think, what I mean, like I think the argument from the Christy Hawkins side is that this opportunity allowed her to weigh in at that weight right so her having a later weigh in allowed her to get her get in her weight class which she wouldn't have been able to otherwise which is why she got the do we know record. what she weighed in at i'm sure it was like a point something off of being over or something like that she was probably like right in the 75 kilo range but you know they, they probably know that because of travel arrangements earlier in the week that they're going to start their water cut later. Mm-hmm. Even if it's 12 hours later, they're going to start their water cut later to preserve some type of strength and ability going into a, way, a, a later way. way yeah. Like Joe's not stupid. Right. Like neither is Jake. Right. So like I can imagine they said, this isn't ideal for anybody, but we're going to postpone this by half a day mm-hmm. so that we know you're not completely fucking depleted come Saturday right. morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, does that probably mean she had less than 12 hours to recomp? More than likely. It was probably and, a very short period of time. And most of that, hopefully, is seven to eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of time to hydrate and, and eat. eat. Yeah. Even if you go get a fucking IV bag, like, that doesn't do shit about your food. Right. Like, maybe you're hydrated, but, like, it's still, it's just not ideal. I know, understand, like, yeah. it allowed her to weigh in. The, the fuck it did. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, if she would have started when she normally would have started, she would have been starved to fucking death come, right? you know, Friday night at fucking eight or whenever she weighed in. I don't know. Yeah. It's an arbitrary number, but right. it just wouldn't have been ideal. I mean. No, I, I, I am in that boat 100%. <laughs> no, just personally, how I've had to deal with my water cuts, I absolutely would have, would rather be on the early end than the late the, end. The only thing those coaches could have done is start the water cut later. Yeah. That I'm just, and I'm just saying that's not an advantage either. Right. <laughs> no. In fact, it's probably kind of playing with fire, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a chance of weighing over at that point. 
Yeah, if you, if you mess it up, we we had a situation with that locally where somebody weighed over and then weighed under during the meet. Convenience based. Um, conveniently, yeah, conveniently. Convenience based. But I mean, no names. Nobody professional is doing that on purpose, though. Right. No, that would have been a huge fucking detriment to her. Yeah. It would have been. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing's a little. I just, I just wish adults would act like adults. <laughs> you know, there's certain situations where I could probably, as a coach, I'd probably, as a coach, these things bother me more than an a- athlete does. I'm mm-hmm. kind of, I, I'm mediocre though. Like I'm a, sh- I, I total 1500 pounds. I'm gonna shrug this off and be like, I'm gonna go have my mediocre day. Like, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, but my athletes aren't, you know what I mean? So as a coach, like this is more upsetting than as an athlete, yeah. in my opinion. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Just, you know, like, like I said, just act like adults. I mean, that's 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 it. Like, due diligence should have been made and should have been taken, I should say. Right. And it wasn't. And uh, it does just seem like a grown person pouting. That really is kind of like what a grown person that was at no threat of losing pouting, which right. is the most asinine. That's thing like, you are, you, are you going to tell me you're a sore winner now? Like, <laughs> like nobody likes that person. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like I can be a sore winner when I'm playing fucking cards. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can talk some shit when I'm like around the dinner table, like playing poker with family. Right. But like nobody but they, like in some serious competitive, you know, endeavor, you know, there was no, no reason for her to be anything other than gracious and just keep her mouth shut. She drug everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. Bad, like, except in deadlift. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Deadlift. Except in deadlift, but like deadlift, deadlift's a very important part of. It's a third of our sport. It matters. Don't get me wrong. But, but what are... matters more is total and dots. Yep. And she drug everybody's ass. Bad. She drug all the men's ass. Like, what's there to complain about? Honestly, like maybe there's something we don't know because we're not at the top. We're not the elite of the elite. But I mean, we have that being said, we have I, elite people listening. Like, tell tell us we're wrong. But I just think it's just not adults. It's adults just not being adults. Like, I, <clears throat> I was gonna say that being said, you look at like Briani, Joe, John Hack. They're not doing this stuff. They're not. No, and that's what I mean. I think that's what disappointing. By and large, this stuff never comes from the top. Why is it coming from the top this time? It's weird. It's, it's it, really it makes, weird. It makes more sense. If it's somebody that they chipped by five or ten dots points complaining right. about this. But still coming but, from below, right? Because they were yeah, they lost. It does not make sense for somebody that just beat somebody by 40 dots, dots points. It doesn't matter. And it might not have been that much. I realize that. Right. Um, like arbitrary. that arbitrary number is just throwing them out for sake of conversation. But as far as I know, she wasn't touchable. Right. Not touchable. Mm-hmm. Like, no competitive way to beat her. Like... You know what I mean? Like, unless you fucking found some fucking kryptonite before the fucking beat started, <laughs> like, you weren't going to win. Like, so I'm just kind of confused as to why she has this opinion in general, to be honest with you. Are you looking it up on yep. open? So she has a 711 dots. And her squat. Which is absurd. Her squat was 683, bench was 341, deadlift was 611. At what weight class? This was at. 165. So it was their weight class. It was their weight class, correct. Denise, Brianna, yep. Does anybody, 
Records are made to be broken one. But is anybody like really up in arms if if somebody beats your deadlift, but you just outright just kick their ass and everything else? Probably not. Let's I, have, I would this have is to... a this is a different situation, but like is a is a local thing that we, we used to do at the gym I used to work at. I think you remember. Certain somebody shows up. I smoke him on squat. He beats me by like 10 pounds on bench press. And then I smoke him on deadlift. Guess who was not worried about being smoked on bench press? Right. Me, because I beat him by 200 fucking pounds. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't fucking matter. Like, glad you can bench press, bro. Like, tough fucking luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you can only win at one third of the sport, you're not going to win. You're not going to You have to win. You know, you have, you have to be. You can set it. You can set the total. You can own own the meet and win total and not win in either three outright. Yeah, I mean, like as long as it's a it's a best overall, right? Mm-hmm. Like the best total you can put together, the yep. best dot score you can put together. Like I don't think by and large nobody's losing a lot of sleep over that, unless they just showed up to to set a squat record or bench record or something like that. Right. But like most of us want to win the meet, like. Especially at that level when there's money on the line. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just whatever I have to do to win. Like, I didn't even do have to be my best day ever. I just want the fucking money. Like, that's right. I just right. don't, I just don't get it. You know, like, me either. <clears throat> me. Is that the end of the Hawkins rant? I, I had like to die down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I had something to say and now I can't remember. So we will, we can just call it there. Oh, no. I remember now. So we're talking about powerlifting rivalries. Sure. Yeah. Episode three or four of this podcast was about powerlifting rivalry. Sure. Specifically, me and Austin Blair were talking. Are you calling Austin Blair out publicly right now? <laughs> I am telling everybody listening. I spoke with Austin Blair today. Austin's I, one of our best friends, by is, the way. This is a loud. I, I love Austin. <laughs> I told him he he posted something about the meet coming up in February uh, that you're hosting. And he said, come lose to me. So I replied. I said, qualify for nationals and come lose to me. <laughs> I told him, I straight up, and I, I don't necessarily know that I could beat him if he, if he cut down to 242, but I want him to be there. I want him to go to nationals with me. I want to compete head-to-head with Austin Blair, when we're saying your class. full name, Austin. Austin Blair. <laughs> Lord Thick Quads. <laughs> Lord Thick Quads on Instagram. Go find him and bother him. Say, you got to you gotta show up to Nationals now because old Nathan is calling you out. It would, it would bring me great pride to have both of y'all there. It, and, um, and the truth is, he absolutely could qualify at any meet he went to because if he wanted to get an easy qualify, go to regionals. It's only 360 uh, uh, untested. If he goes to any regular meet, it's 450 untested. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I think I can get him to 242 on Joe's water cut protocol. I think I think he could get, what is he, 260? 258. 258. So he's not that much heavier than me right now. So, um, yeah. yeah I maybe mean, a couple of weeks of some dialed, you know, four to six weeks of some dialed in nutrition in the last week of a water cut, he'd be 242. Yeah. I definitely think so. I definitely think we could both get get in the two forty two class, compete head to head, and I want that. I really do because I think he was it would the just baddest be... he's ever been at two forty. Now he was in wraps mm-hmm. and he competes in sleeves now because I make him compete in sleeves. Right. Um, but he was the best he ever was at. at and he talks all the time about that too. Yes, yeah, I don't think that's. The, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you saw his pull the other day, I don't think that's true anymore. 
I think he's better than he's ever been now. That, that was a quick six six hundred. That was a quick six hundred. He was pumped up about it yeah, too. He was um, excited. I don't know that he's pulling seven, but he's definitely going to pull more than he ever has. But I think he can squat close to seven. He's got a big squat as long as he gets his depth. As long as he gets his depth, Austin. As long as you get your depth, <laughs> squat to depth. Squat Austin. deeper, Austin. Now he he usually does in competition, so you really don't normally have to worry about. As a coach, this drives me crazy, and he knows this. I cannot stand. It'll be there on meet day. I fucking hate that. Don't tell me it'll be there on meet day. Just squat deep enough all the time so your coach doesn't have to have a fucking heart attack. Like, like, every squat. Call, every squat's like, like, he's going to tag me in this. I'm going to be embarrassed. <laughs> They're never that bad, but some of them, I would say, are a little high. I I'll be honest with you. That. If y'all don't know Austin, and this isn't... Austin's like... Definitely above average average powerlifting mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but if you've ever seen him, he is built to powerlift. Yeah, he truly is. This guy's got legs. When people say tree trunk legs, yeah, he's got it's massive. beyond. I'm talking. I'm honest to God. If his quads, me- if his quads didn't measure thirty six plus inches, I would be very surprised. Don't his legs are so big that I do think it's hard to see depth. That's his true. legs are that fucking big. They are big. I have never made that excuse for anybody, but his legs are um a little unnaturally large. They are big. Yeah. They they're I don't know how they look the way they do. Mm-hmm. I also don't know how he's as tall. He is the tallest person I have ever seen that's built short. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> like he is, is built right? like he is built like he's five foot six. But he's like and six he's, foot tall. He's six foot tall. Yeah. I don't know how. Like he is so fucking wide and thick. He was, he was made for the sport, and I'm really excited for him because, like, I've always said that he has the highest 2K of potential, uh, probably other than you, of any of us, maybe Josh Krittner. Yeah, he's pretty I close. I mean, but when you consider body weight, like, Austin has real 2K potential, mm-hmm. and just in six months since he's been with me, he's he's going to knock down 18. Yeah. I feel like that. So, like, I don't know what another year or two looks like for Austin, but... The dude is fucking good. He's also like, younger than me. He is he is young too, and that helps. He's been in the sport longer than me. Yeah, he's What's, been lifting regularly since he was you know thirteen or fourteen years old. So. It's really it's really fun to talk about that because he always tells me I have insane genetics for the sport, and I'm like, bro, I'm like thin. What do you mean <laughs> I have genetics for the sport? I'm not. The fact that I am as okay as I am is a hundred percent just. Discipline. <laughs> Discipline, nutrition, like just being able to dial in everything. Getting he doesn't some, remember 170 pound Nathan. I like don't. We do. <laughs> did, he, did he meet me at 170 pounds? I don't. He wouldn't have started until he started right before we went into COVID because he he was really getting into it. In yeah. The, in my the, carport. The carport. Yeah. yeah. I was about 200 <clears throat> then. Yeah. I was about 200 pounds. So even then, I wasn't that big. I was just a good bench presser. Yeah, but like you had this. you had more experience bench pressing than you did anything else. Though. That was yeah. that was the only lift I ever really loved in the gym as a gym bro. I would go in there, I'd bench press all the time, do all my arm, chest, shoulder accessories. I was that guy. Neglected my legs. That's why I'm not a good squatter. I've uh, talking about people, and we need, then we need to wrap it up. Talking about people we have upset <laughs> and talking shit to. Well, I, I have got uh, upset off. No, you haven't. No. If I Not have, let me publicly uh, say if fun. I have. I have done I do I don't even like shit talking. Not publicly really. Like 
I'll do it to you, but I don't really like calling people out mm. publicly. I have done more shit talking to the fucking CrossFit community around yeah. here than I have ever have in my entire life. And I'll be completely honest. I apologized for, to my homies at Four Arrows the other day because I felt like I owed it to them. That I'm not specifically talking about them. I did tell them in, a, in the same sentence that if they wanted to get it, they could they could still come get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say, since since you're calling people out, Brett Dean, if you listen to this podcast, if you don't take me up on my offer of I will pay you to compete in this, if you can out squat my bench press. It's fight on sight when I see you publicly. <laughs> I'm not joking. We'll find the fuck out. I have never in my life, I don't like doing this. This has been bullying in me for a long time. I have never gone to a man's place of work and insulted him directly to his face before, and you did. And it's been a long time coming. If you listen to this, if your friends listen to this, I don't care. Let it be known. That if you don't do it on the platform, we will do it in public. That's it. Strong words. Strong words, and I mean them. <laughs> we did all this, <laughs> all this talking about how Christy Hawkins shouldn't have said I'm not going to be an adult about this because I didn't go into another man's place of work and insult him to his face. I think this is that more is of a defense. the highest level of disrespect I have ever seen personally. Yeah. So... No, if this is more of the fuck defense. around and find out. No, it's more it's like, of the defense. Yeah, it is, right? Like it's the same situation. Christy Hawkins commented on something she shouldn't have, and Briani defended herself. This is that same situation. Now, You're just Briani in this situation. It's fair. I'm. I've been about adult about it long enough. Found a lot of ways to do it. Sent very very nice private messages mm -hmm. saying, Hey, I really want you to do this. I really think this would be good for you. <laughs> you as a CrossFitter, it says in your fucking, in their fucking banner, they should actively fucking participate and play new sports. Mm -hmm. Squat bench and deadlift is part of your sport. You said that what we do is easy. That was your words to me. You scoffed at the fact that we were slow. You basically said we were slow, fat, and lazy. And that we didn't do anything like you did it. And you said that to me personally in a public situation at my job. Only thing this is, is an invitation for you to come and prove it. Prove it. Yeah. That's it. That's I, all I got. I, I don't have a lot to say on it. I was thinking something and it just kind of escaped my mind. I kind of, I kind of disassociated for just a moment. I apologize. I That's do okay. that sometimes. It is what it is. I said my piece. I said mine. I mean, mine was a lot more love than yours. I just want Austin to compete with I've, me. I've gone the love route for a long time, like I said, and did it respectfully. And it just is what it is. That's so what it is. I'm sorry for publicly embarrassing myself for that, but nah, it is what it is. <laughs> I wouldn't say embarrassing, but I, I will say God, they're killing something in there. I don't, I'm sure they can hear it on Instagram. They, I don't know if they'll hear it on the podcast. It's time for dad jokes. It is time for dad jokes. It's all jokes. you, man. My phone's plugged in. That is correct. Which is funny because I actually saved some thinking, oh, man, he's going to get these because they're like at the top of the list. But now I can use them because they're pretty good. All right. So dad jokes. <clears throat> so I looked at my naked body in the mirror and I realized 
I was going to get kicked out of Ikea. <laughs> yeah, probably shouldn't do that in Ikea. I went to the doctor, and he said, I'm afraid that the operation left you completely blind. And I said, I see. And he said, oh, cool. Then forget I said anything. <laughs> so pause for just a second. Did you see where a bunch of people are arrested for the like, the world's largest game of tag or hide and go seek or some shit in Ikea? No. Yeah, apparently a bunch of people were kicked out of Ikea for having like this giant game of hide and seek or tag or some shit inside. I guess if it's it was disruptive. like a thousand people or some oh shit. God. It was like this huge, you know, like Ikea's and like Atlanta are like fucking giant. Yeah, yeah. But like it was some like big fucking... And I don't know what game it was, but they organized this big game of like hide and seek in an IKEA. And uh, anyway, they got they got kicked out, and I think several people got arrested. It was kind of it's kind of funny. I mean, I guess I understand if it's disrupting business, but also, come on, come on! Like, Not everybody got arrested. I mean, right. What you gonna fucking do about a thousand people? Nothing. Exactly. <clears throat> as soon as the first person got arrested, I'm sure they were getting out of there. You arrest uh, who you can get, who you can catch, and that's about it. The yep. only thing you can do. So we were talking about laundry earlier, mm -hmm. drinking and doing laundry. I saw my wife trip over and drop a basket of clothes that she had just ironed. I watched it all unfold. <laughs> Oof. So this is related to fitness. So we got this one. So not to brag, but I got hired as a fitness model, and they used me as the before picture. <laughs> yep, that's what would happen to me. <laughs> uh, I think you said that one last week. I'll try and find one more, and then uh, then we'll wrap it up. So, my doctor just diagnosed me with a severe lack of awareness. Mm -hmm. Came out of nowhere. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to end it on a pretty bad one. Yeah, that was a pretty bad one. All right. All right. That's the show, guys. Yep. Be better than me. Be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Be uh. better than Christy Hawkins. Don't go in commenting on things that you don't need to comment also, on. Also, don't attack any of these people. Yeah, don't definitely. Don't add to this. Don't. Don't, don't get online talking your own shit or anything like that. Like these are professionals, one hundred percent. They're better than all of us. Yeah, um, it is what it is. We just found it disappointing coming from the level that it's coming from. Yeah, so yeah. it is what it is. It's we, one of those things that I believe we've talked about before. I may have posted on my story. The bigger powerlifting gets, the bigger personalities you get, the more toxicity you're going to find, the more ego you're going to find. And that's just kind of one of those things we found today. And it's just kind of disappointing that it was someone at that level who before had never really been like the, the thing about it is like nobody really expected it from her. Like if you had like a, a Derek Thistleweight situation, you expect it from him. Right. You see he commented on something probably going to be shit talking, probably going to be hate. And it's probably going to be an eye roll and you move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But someone who was such a huge star in the powerlifting community for women to kind of just like make a dump on other women. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just really disappointing. I imagine more so for other women. I know when I was talking to Desi about it, she was surprised. She was like, really? Cause she was rooting for her in yeah. the, in the American pro. And she was really excited. She's like, I like her. She's really cool. And then this came out she was like, wow, I don't like her that much anymore. It's just kind of like, it's just, it's just, well, a that's exactly thing. the, that's exactly the point of view that you should be trying to avoid. Yeah. You have somebody, Desi's not new, mm -hmm. but Desi is working on moving into upper intermediate and 
you know, eventually an elite total, right? Like that's her trying to break the state record on the bench press. Yeah, she's she's moving in. She's moving into territory she's never been in. She's taking it more and more seriously, and she's looking to people like Christy for inspiration and mm-hmm. guidance. And, and that just doesn't help. The that doesn't help. No, it doesn't. But that's what it is. Yep. All right, we should all be better, especially me. Yeah, uh, I I just want Austin to be there, push me, so I can push him. Yeah, I mean, plus it would be nice to have a familiar face. I mean, yeah. I know you're going to be there in the warmest with me, but I guess there'd be something kind of something special about sharing the platform with Austin because actually, even though we've competed at the same meet, never gone head to head. We've never gone head to head. We've never actually, um, we've never actually lifted in the same. Event, I guess, because when Austin was in the bench press championship SPF, he was on a different day than I was. So we weren't in the weight room together. We weren't doing the warm ups together. I was at his. He was at mine, kind of thing, because it was di- it was different days. Um, they did the Saturday championship for the money, and Sunday they did just basically just like a casual or not a casual, but like a regular meet sure. as opposed to like the championship. So it was it was technically two different meets. Yeah. So we've never actually, never actually been in a, in this the quote unquote same meet together. So it'd just be really cool. There would so, be. Show up, Austin. Austin, show up. Don't be a bitch. I think he probably will. I don't think he will because of the drive, but I would like to see him there regardless. I would too. It might make it easier that so many of us are going. Yeah. It'd be cheaper. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I know Joe said he's he's planning on being there, which would be really cool. Yeah, Shake hands with Joe. Um, apologize to him in person. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm such a dick. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. All right, guys, that's the show. Um, rate us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Coleman underscore Barbell, at Nathan Skedios, at Sip It and Rip It. Um, YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe there. Um, leave some comments. Leave some comments. They don't even have to be nice. You can, you know, whatever. <laughs> as long as we get that five-star rating, baby. Five Double stars five. on Spotify. Five stars, yep. It is what it is. All right. Um, I mean, I guess that's it. You know, I had something to say, but now I can't remember, so I'll leave you the outro. Bye, y'all.